All right, to end and wrap up and uh, roll in out of uh, Orlando, we will have three fantastic people and I am not qualified to be here, so I'm gonna let Erica Carroll take over. Hey, Tim. Thanks for joining us for this week. No, AV week. AV week. Do it again. All right. <laughs> All right, three, two. Oh, wait, how do you normally do your intro? No, this, you guys, this isn't even an intro. This is the, this is part, this is the second half of the, of the episode. Oh. So you don't have to do you that. You tell me that. Oh, this is the second half of the episode. Perfect. Okay, three, two. <laughs> Mitchell, just put whatever you want on. I don't um, This will end up on the front end of that, of that video. On this episode of AV Week, we are continuing our conversation from Orlando, Florida. Infocom 2023 happened this week. Great conversations, innovative technology, and a feeling about the state of the industry. All that and more next on AV Week. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. AV Nation is brought to you by Atlona, the go-to provider for AV signal distribution and control in corporate, higher education, and residential spaces. Learn more at atlona.com. This is AV Week, episode 618, recorded Friday, June 16th, 2023, Infocom 2023, part two. This is AV Week, your weekly wrap-up of audiovisual news and information. My name is Tim Albright, I am your host, and if you're watching, you'll notice that it's different. Quite frankly, if you listen, because I don't have my trusty SM7B, you'll also notice this is different, because we are recording this on Friday from Infocom 2023. That is what we do. Uh, if you already listened to the first round, you heard some really great guests. This second episode is also some really great guests. First and foremost, Aaron Mar Moran. Yes. From Johns Hopkins University. And um, <laughs> good Lord, Mike Peterson. I had, anyhow, Mike Peterson, who doesn't spell Peterson the normal, uh, the, <laughs> a, 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 with a T, is from Iowa State. How are you? Good. How are you? I am well. Both y'all are from Hetma, so that's also yes. what's in my head and making sure I don't get that screwed up. That's right. Um, Aaron, I'm gonna start with you on this. We, we talked to Joe Way in the, in the last episode. Hetma had a booth, 20 by 20. Yeah. yeah. Busy from the word go. Yeah. So generically, what was your week like? How was your week? Uh, it, it was way different being on the other side of things. Mm -hmm. Like I'm so used to being just a person who's walking around. So just the fact that I was kind of anchored in one place sort of the whole time, was, uh, it was a whole different experience, but it was, but everyone came to me instead of me going Very to nice. them. <laughs> so it was a little nice. Um, uh, today's gonna be my day, I think, to actually see some technology. Yeah. So I feel bad that everyone asked me, oh, what's cool? And I'm like, I don't know, because I've been in that, in that box, but it's been amazing. All right, Mike, same question. Yeah, I mean, it, it is very different to flip over to the exhibitor side, yeah. right? And so it's a learning experience for all of us. And But I, I, I gotta tell you, working that booth uh, Wednesday morning, the traffic was on fire. People were obviously targeting to come back and, and see us, and uh, I was I was giddy uh, working the booth that All morning. Right. It was so exciting. Very cool, uh, Aaron. Uh, we we did ask Joe this, and I'll I'll, I'll kind of ask it a different way. But from your perspective, what do you think it says that 
Hetma has had such great ex great exposure, had such success. When we talk to Jabran Walker, who's on the Avixa board, she's also a consultant. She promotes Hetma to her clients, right? Uh, I work for an integrator. I promote Hetma to, to the people that I interact with. Manufacturers do the same thing. What does that mean? Uh, I mean, I think it means that we're finally being taken seriously. Like we are, when people see education on our badges, like they're no, they're no longer gonna just kind of and walk away. Like they're gonna, they know that we're gonna bring questions because we're we're serious technology people. We yeah. want to know all of the things, and that's just it's only gonna continue to grow from there. All right, Mike, you were the first person that I've met that self-identified as an in-house integrator. Yes. <clears throat> That caused all kinds of conversation <laughs> the first time I met you. Um, and, and, you know, not for nothing, you, you came from an integration background. That's right. You worked for a, 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 an integration house. And when you explained it to me, I'm like, holy cow, that, that makes a whole lot of sense. Um, that, at, had I been, you know, uh, had Hetma been a, it, you know, around at the time I was, I was a tech manager, I probably would have identified the same way, right? Sure. That's how I got into programming. Right. Uh, I am not nearly the programmer that Aaron is, and never, you know, I, anyway, I stopped because you know, lawsuits. Um, but I get it, right. Uh, I, I live in the state of Illinois. The college I worked for was, was in Illinois. You've never heard of Illinois. We don't have any money, so we had to do it ourselves. Right. Explain to somebody who would take a look at that and either immediately take offense, like you can't be an in-house, or, or you know. Curious is what does that mean to you? What does in-house integrator mean? Yeah, I mean in-house integrator for us. I mean, we we're yeah we run an integration shop right within the university. So we have clients. We we run a full life cycle. So uh, clients will come to us with needs. We have an engineer and an estimator. He'll go out. He'll do a needs analysis. He'll put an estimate together for them. We'll send it to them. Uh, and it's all done in D tools. Right, so like a legitimate integrator tool that we're using, and they like the estimate, they'll send us an account number, we buy all the equipment, we have an installation team, we go install it, we program it all, we do the commissioning, and then we do this, the, the service afterwards. I mean, from, from the beginning to end, we are the only team involved on a full project life cycle for an audiovisual project at our university. I'm not sure how you better define an in-house integrator. Do you think that you are unique in that? I, n no, I mean, we are certainly not unique. I don't mean like you're, you're there's one of you. Right. There's not one Mike Peterson, but but do you think maybe in, in the minority, I should I should ask that way. Uh, well, yeah, I, I think we're probably still in the minority, okay. right? Um, I would say, I guess it depends on the college size demographic, okay. right? You know, for colleges that, you know, 15,000 students or more, uh, they're probably majority of them probably have some level of in-house integration, right? You get below that, then it, it probably starts to get a lot more sparse. They just don't have enough staff to, to pull that off. That's exactly it. Like we, we potentially don't have the full life cycle, but we at least control the beginning and the end. And sometimes in the middle, we need a little bit of help. Yeah. But for the most part, as long as we're the ones who are designing it and we're the ones who are commissioning and supporting, we at least have more control over it than just be hand-delivered a system. So I, I will say this, and I will 100% give Mike credit for it. One of the things that I, I, I still have control over in my, in my job is some of the, 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 the questions that we ask, uh, both from the aviation side and the CTI side. And 
probably the, the, one of the first times I met Mike, we, yeah, we had that conversation. Yes. And he explained to me, I changed how we asked who you were at AV Nation, right? Because yep. one of the yeah. things that any media company you go to, they're going to say, oh, who are you, Aaron? Right? Where do you live? What's your favorite color? You know, <laughs> stuff like that. But also, what do you do, right? How, how do you identify what you do? And used to, it was like end user, right? Or tech manager, right? And now I have a menu. Yes. And one of those menu items is in-house integrators. Yes. And I will tell you, I don't know off the top of my head, but I will tell you, you're not alone. Right. Right? We've had several. I mean, we had, we had good Lord, we had a, a huge turnout for, for uh, the ice bar party with, with CTI mm -hmm. and AV Nation on Tuesday. In that registration was, you know, and we had several. Yes. Right? In-house integrators. So I think you're right. Like, as, as you get bigger and you get, you know, you, you start hiring folks who you know, either have the experience or can gain the knowledge while they're there uh, is a huge, huge benefit. And I don't think it's limited to higher ed anymore. I think you're seeing yeah. large corporations Absolutely. also uh, starting to consider what would it look like to have our own team yeah. that takes care of all this. Yeah, absolutely. All right, uh, I'm asking everybody this, so generically, Aaron, what was your feeling this week? Like, I'm, I'm not gonna say, I, I, I'm not asking about, you know, the, the state of trade shows in general, right? This is more about Infocom. This is more about the AV industry. What is your feeling about Evixa, what is your feeling about the industry after this week? I mean, I, I have just I've been so hyped this whole week. Like <laughs> I think it's just everything's been amazing. And uh, some people may feel that you know the there's there was kind of a, a down dip in things with, between supply chain issues and whatnot, and that maybe things wouldn't be like is amazing. But uh, it I it looks. You, I mean, obviously it's Friday, so it's not as yeah. busy. But I mean, we're in we were in the back row, and the amount of people of traffic that was coming through there was incredible. So I'm like, I, I feel like it's we're back, baby. Yeah, like, I, I would say that as somebody who um, so I did my day job this week and, and met with, <laughs> with 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 vendor partners and trying to get from point A to point B. Now I purposely left a half an hour in between. Number one, I can I can talk, and number two, getting from point A to point B was very difficult Wednesday and Thursday. Right, right? it was. So I would I would yeah. agree with that. Mike, same question. How do you feel about the industry? How do you feel about about the show, the Evixa? Uh, yeah, I mean, it was obviously, you know, this was the biggest Infocom, you know, post pandemic yet, yeah. right? So it was super exciting to see that we're continuing uh, to you know to make that recovery yeah. happen, and uh, no, and um, you know. Again, I, I'm, I've been a big fan of Avixa for a long time, and, and I, I appreciate everything they do and, and, and love what they do, and and all the more, right? I mean, they honestly, it it was a chance for them to let end user organization have a booth on their trade show floor, and I can't tell them how much I appreciate them taking a chance on us to to pull that off, right? And I'm I'm sure they're going to get some backlash for that, but hopefully people will see that. It's a benefit to everyone involved. Yep. So. Well, there's two things. Number one, as a fellow exhibitor, I think it's a huge benefit. Uh, I know that you guys are already back for next year, which yes. is huge yep. as well. Um, and Joe Way kind of sort of broke something. Uh, now, technically, we're recording this on Friday. That episode is not going to replace until the following Monday. This episode is not even going to happen for the next week. Right. But you guys are doing regional shows. That is correct. And the first one 
is with Aaron. Yes. Yes, yes. We figured timing-wise, it just it worked out that um, that we're going to do one in the you know Baltimore, Washington metro area. All right. And it'll be. Quick to turn around to uh, come from this to that, but you know it'll I think it'll it'll come together and it'll be it'll be nice to be able to bring this on a smaller scale to local areas and then give kind of um, you know, people who may not have been able to make it here right. the opportunity to you know meet with some other like-minded individuals. Yeah. And there are several of those. That's one one of the things in talking with with folks in education specifically, their travel budgets have been cut. That's right. Right, vastly. Uh, and so either they couldn't make it to, to the show or, you know, scheduling and stuff like that. So that, that's a huge, huge benefit. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and I agree with that. I mean, we would all love to bring our entire teams yeah. here. Uh, but, you know, a couple problems. We have, you know, summer's our busy time, so we've got a time problem. Yep. And, uh, you know, we just don't have the money to send yeah. that many people. So the more we can, you know, offer these regional opportunities, we're just going to get this more overall participation uh, from folks who wouldn't otherwise have been able to attend. Yeah, absolutely. All right, uh, Aaron, or Moran, um, how do people connect with you? Yes, so you can reach out to me um, on my LinkedIn at Aaron Marmoran. I'm also on Twitter at Smirin underscore off underscore ice. All right, and how do people connect with Hetma? Hetma? And Hetma, you can uh, find us at hetma.org. All right, Peterson? Yep, uh, you can reach me on email at mikeped at iastate.edu, M-I-K-E-P-E-D. And you can find me on Twitter at PED1971. All right, to end and wrap up and get us out of Orlando is three people that are fantastic and I am not qualified to do that, to have them on here. So Erica Carroll is gonna take over for this part. Hi, Tim, how are you? I'm good, she's from Mercer, by the way. Uh, (laughs) I am from Mercer. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Yeah. Who else do we have? Oh. Joining us today are two other lovely guests. We have Jennifer Goodyear. Hi, Jennifer. Hello, how are you doing? Doing great. Thanks for joining us today. She's from RT Sales. She is from RT Sales. Sales. (laughs) (laughs) And we also have Brittany DeCessory. Thank you, Brittany. You want to intro where she's from? She's from Control Concepts. She's from Control Concepts. They're 25 years old now. 25? Yeah, they can rent a car. Finally. Whoa. We're adults now. Congratulations. I didn't say that. I no. said you can rent Your a car. Your car insurance went down. It did. Yes. It did. Uh, all right. Uh, now I'll stop putting Erica on the spot. Um, so three fantastic uh, ladies, three fantastic women in the AV industry. Uh, I am going to ask you about the women's, uh, Avixa Women's Breakfast and stuff and, and, and how that, but, but first and foremost, uh, you guys have different perspectives on this show, right? Not to be silly, but... Erica, you spent most of it in in a booth. I have. Jennifer, right, uh, dealing with, uh, as a rep firm, you've gone around not only to your vendors, but also your clients. Uh, And Brittany, working with those vendors and manufacturers, you know, trying to make sure that you guys, as as control concepts, can partner with them on software and, and, you know, uh, development. So Erica, first and foremost, how was the show for you and for Mercer? This show has been excellent. We've had some truly consistent flow and traffic coming through the booth, but not just that, it was even on day one at 9.15 a.m., you could feel just this energy ramp up and coming onto the show floor, and it lasted really consistently till about 4.30, right before people were leaving. So I was really excited about that, and it was really fun to share that with my team, who for some people, you know, are 
here for the first time and there's a lot of people you know on the show floor that have never even met before but have had all of these zoom meetings and i think that has attributed to a lot of that excitement as well yeah Jennifer's in question, you and, and Brittany, as opposed to, to Erica, you guys were walking the show floor. Yes. So how did the energy feel? How did the show feel for you? I got to agree with Erica. That energy has been here the entire show. And I'm just seeing so many people I know the entire show floor that I'm Zooming with all the time. Yeah. And you're finally meeting them in person. There's nothing like that. Brittany? Yeah, I, the energy in here has just been incredible. Even today on Friday, it's still so much energy. There are still a lot more attendees than even I expected. Um, and it's been great. Everyone's just been so excited to see everyone in person, yeah. um, to be able to just uh, see people, to even hug people again. It's, it's really been wonderful. All right, so yeah. let's talk about the, the, what we have here and what we've seen this, this, this year. Brittany, one of your kind of initiatives, and you I had Steve on at the last episode, I interviewed you guys about a month ago, yeah. talking about why you're coming, right? Control Concepts as a, a control and, and, and software developer. Talk about what you're seeing as far as the move from hardware, yeah. nothing against hardware, y'all, right? Don't throw things, but, but moving from hardware and, and integrating more and more software. Yeah. Well, now it's, it's become realized that it's so important to be present in all of the ecosystems across all of the control platforms. And so to do that, the AP, having an API is that first step, but it's not the only step. And so there's so much work to be able to get it to a level where programmers can take it and easily implement it in the field. And so that's where we come in and we're able to assist with all of that. Um, so it's been great to talk to manufacturers, some who are like, oh, I really need someone to help me do this. I didn't realize that an API wasn't enough. Yeah. Um, so it's been wonderful. We've made so many new contacts. We had we brought one of our developers for the first time, oh. and he has had such a blast being able to just geek out on everything and be able to talk API with people and express the need because he's programmed in the field as well, so he understands why it's so vital. All right, Jennifer, from a, a cross-platform, cross-manufacturer uh, standpoint, when you're coming away from this show and Next week, next month, as you're talking to your clients, which are the integrators, right? Yes. You know, what are you taking away from this show as far as technology or as far as where the industry industry's moving? So I got to talk about the software side of things, believe it or not, yeah. but everyone is really trying to genuinely be more agnostic, I feel like, across all of my manufacturers. Yeah. No one's trying to tie you down to using a specific software anymore. It's now third-party agnostic. We want to work with everyone. And I just... That's a cool feeling yes. in, in the industry that everyone can work together. All right, Erica, I'm going to have you play off that. What, that is different than even 10 years ago, mm -hmm. where the term walled garden, right, is, is, it was ubiquitous here, mm -hmm. where if you didn't do X, Y, and Z inside our ecosystem, well, then you're, you're yeah. out, right? Yeah. Or you needed somebody like Control Concepts to help <laughs> yeah. you kind of figure out you know, where the secret back doors were. How has that changed happened, and what does that mean to the industry? I think it's led more into this whole unified communications space. Everybody wants to play along with each other. We all benefit being able to communicate and talk in between our own individual platforms. So I think it's only been a positive for the industry and I can see you know, a future where there'd be more collaboration, bringing in more people like Control Concepts to actually make that conversation happen between yeah. devices. All right. Um, I, I would be remiss if I didn't talk about the Fix the Women's Council and also the other uh, initiatives inside the industry for women in the industry. 
not for nothing, but Jennifer and Erica also host AV Nation's Women AV podcast. Um, Erica, what does it mean like today, if you look 10 years ago, 20 years ago, the initiatives and, and quite frankly, the, the movement that women in, in, in the industry has made? I think the movement has been huge. And, you know, Jen and I spoke a little bit about this earlier, where the conversation has changed, where it's not just, you know, 10 years ago, it was, yes, we want to empower the women. Well, now we have a a really good subset of women in the, you know, the past 10 years or so. So now the conversation is, how do we empower them? And what does that actually mean within your own organization, not just fully industry-wide, because we have built these networks and we are empowering those women to grow within their careers and to take on new challenges and to become more technical resources in the industry, not just the -the behind-the-scenes marketing finance. Um, So I'm, I'm excited about where we are, and, you know, I think we're in a good trajectory, even with Rosie Riveters, which I'm selfishly going to plug there. Um, bringing in the new generation of, of pro AV in general. Right. Jennifer, yeah. talk about that because Erica's right. You know, 20 years ago, if there was a woman in, in an integrator or a manufacturer, they were in marketing, right? Or they were yeah. in finance. One of the things that I've, I've learned uh, over the last couple of years is, is the importance of representation. Yes. Not, for, not to be stupid. I am a white guy, right? In a white guy's history. So I, there, are, there are still things I'm learning, right? Yes. Um, even at almost 50 years old. And, and one of those things was representation because it, it is not something that I naturally thought about, mm-hmm. right? It, it, you know, I don't know what you want to call that, but I just, it's not something that occurred to me. And a couple of dear friends was like, no, if, if I see somebody that looks like me, that is me in a position of, you know, of decision-making or, you know, in a programming role as opposed to marketing, right? Yeah. Or in an engineering role as opposed to finance. That's important, yes, right? Absolutely. How important is that movement from marketing, which I love? I'm, I'm you know, don't, <laughs> don't jam on my marketing. I'm the head of marketing for CTI, um, and we've got really great folks. But how important is that from that move from you know kind of behind the scenes to more front line? Well, that's actually why we chose the podcast guests we did today for our Women in AV podcast is because they are both, one is really into programming right now, and she's younger, she's new to the industry, and the other one is Effie, who became the president. Working president. I, I, I not, cannot tell I know, you how incredibly happy I am for I her. know, and that's why we want it, because representation matters. The representation matters in those technical roles. So we wanted AJ to see, hey, if you work hard in this industry and you follow what you're really interested in, passion is, and that's that's the technical side, that's okay, because look, you could be a president of a company one day, a major company. Brittany, same kind of question is, is what have you seen over the last three or four years as different organizations has risen up, right, to provide that representation, to to provide those opportunities for others? Um, you know, we're lucky enough at Control Concepts, we have two female programmers on our team. Um, and again, it's so important that females see themselves in these roles, especially as they're growing up. Um, and growing up, we're taught to be perfect, and it, it, perfection matters as, as females. Yes. Um, and in the opposite vein, and I can say this because I'm a mom of two boys, and I've said this to them, it's all focused on bravery. And mm-hmm. oh, you are so brave and strong. Um, and so being able to speak those into women rising up in the industry, that they can be whatever they want to be within this industry. Yeah. There are no boundaries to the possibilities here. And the more that they see these women like them uh, in those roles, 
the more confident they'll be to pursue that. Uh, as we wrap up here, and I'll start with you, Brittany, on this, you know, what what are you taking away from from this show specifically? And, and, for, for the industry, right? And, and it's an overarching, it's a big question and you can take it how, you know, whichever direction you want. But walking away from Orlando this year as we all kind of go our separate ways today and tomorrow, what, do you, what feeling are you walking away from the industry today? Definitely hopeful. Okay. It, it almost feels like we're back to 2019. Yeah. Um, there's definitely so much more energy than there's been in the past. And it's, you know, all of this is in the follow-up. So you've got to do something with it now. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and so let's take action. We've heard a lot of things. There's been so many uh, different trainings and, and topics that have been talked about. Let's actually go out and act on the things we've we've accomplished here. Awesome. Jennifer? Connection. It's, you know, it's, I was reminded, like you said, it felt like 2019 yeah. again. It was being connected with all these people again. And I'm in a family industry, and well, not family industry, a family company. And this feels like a family industry. It really yes. does, that yeah. connection with everyone. So I'm I'm walking away with the warm and fuzzies from the show, right. gotta say. That's yeah. good. Erica? I would say innovation. I think this is the first time that all of us have really gotten together, specifically in Orlando, because it draws a, a very specific um, regional yes. crowd. Um, and the last one was, obviously the, the post-COVID um, version and the amount of people that are here and the technology that's being showcased is incredibly innovative and I'm excited to see where it goes until Infocom next year and where we're, where we're able to take it because every single one of these people walking around this floor are thinking about how they can utilize that technology in their own applications yeah. and I'm excited to see what that ends up looking like. That's very good. That'll be a good place to stop. Erica Carroll from Immersive. How do people connect with you or Immersive? People can find me uh, at ecarroll at immersive.com or you can find me on LinkedIn at the Erica Carroll. Very good. Thanks so Thank much. You. Jennifer, how do people connect with you or RT Sales? So LinkedIn, Jennifer Goodyear, and rtsales.com. You can find all of our other information. Brittany? And you can learn more about Control Concepts at controlconcepts.net and you can reach me on LinkedIn and Twitter at Britt Dice. All right, you can also find Erica and Jennifer on AV Nation on Human Baby podcast every month. Uh, for us, for, for, for me, for Tim Albright, do not follow me on the Twitters. I don't care what Joe Way says, uh, but go by the website if you would, please. avnation.tv, that's avnation.tv. You'll find this program and a host of others. Right now, Jennifer and Erica both mentioned they also recorded a Women AV podcast. It is just phenomenal. And honestly, I would rather you not listen to AV Week and go listen to them. Um, mainly because I just, when, when I saw the, the, the press release from Epi coming out, I just go watch that one. Uh, you'll find that, you'll find State of Control, uh, you'll find a whole bunch of other, and a bunch of videos from Infocom 2023. So all that and more at avnation.tv. That's avnation.tv. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. That is all the time we have for AV Week.